Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast on Anchor.fm. I want to thank the sponsors of the show, first and foremost, Anchor, for giving me this platform to be able to speak about language learning from a visually impaired perspective and cooking the visually impaired way. I really appreciate it. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy languages. Um, I enjoy connecting with people. And the fact that I get to connect with over 111 people countries from around the world and 42 states here in the U.S. says volumes. So if you guys want to join me in my countless um, following of language learning enthusiasts, experts, language learners, dabblers, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere where podcasts are downloaded. Um, when you rate and review, it helps me grow even more. I'm trying to get to 195. And I think I will get to 195 before next year, which I'm really happy about. But I wanted to talk about day three of Women in Language because I have been reviewing Each day of women in language. And they started pretty early today because of people who live in Australia, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Beijing, Thailand, New Zealand. They're like 12 hours ahead of us here in great old uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, the East Coast. And, you know, they're about 15 hours difference if you're on the you know, West Coast, where Shannon Kennedy from Eurolinguist is at, and one of the co-founders of Women in Language. So, I have to say, I really enjoyed this panel of uh, speakers today. Um, it was one of those days where you actually wake up and you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm two hours late for the party. I didn't wake up till 5, even though it started at 3, um, which, and this is 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, by the way, 12 midnight Pacific Standard Time here in the U.S. So, for me personally, it was something I was quite happy to be able to, you know, jump on to the chat group for the second speaker And, you know, today was an interesting day. You know, um, the first speaker talked about learning languages like a five-year-old. And, you know, I remember when I was five. I don't even remember learning my first language. I just remember... (laughs) You know, I did a lot of listening, speaking, repeating, interacting with other kids, playing, doing phonics, reading books. There were large print that my mother got me. And, um, you know, a lot of TV, a lot of, you know, just repeating what your parents said, which sometimes may be a good thing and sometimes it wasn't. Um, But I do have to say... Um, There was a couple of talks that I found to be interesting. Um, Sarah Maria Hasman, I was quite happy 
to hear from. Um, I know she had to cancel on day one, but she was able to speak about her language learning um, experience of working in different countries, creating her own business, Miss Linguistic, um, from Hong Kong, and, you know, what it's like to run a business as a CEO of a, you know, online language learning translation business, which, you know, she has, like, two men working for her. She has all these other women working, either paid or freelance. And, you know... I just, I interviewed her a few months back, um, and I really enjoyed her talk because she expressed, you know, the difficulties of what it's like to be a woman, start a business in a, in a foreign country, you know, have a mailbox, have a secretary that you have to employ, you know, um, go to Hong Kong, fill out the paperwork over a weekend, you know, and then, you know, give your your business a name, give yourself a, um, which she calls herself a managing director, um, a management director, which, you know, I can understand that because when you have that control of you being the CEO of a, um, online business, um, and you're a woman, you don't want to feel like you're boasting, but you don't want to pigeonhole yourself either. So, you know, in Asia, they would understand what a management director would do, but in other parts of the world, you know, that would be something that would lend itself to interpretations on a variety of different scales. And so, um, you know, I can understand why she she did that in regards to making that decision as to what to title herself. Um, you know, and I also understand the difficulties of what it would be like to have to hire somebody where they had on their CV what, um, you know, I can speak Mandarin. But then when you're presented with a opportunity to do a project and you feel that your abilities aren't up to snuff because you haven't practiced your Mandarin or your abilities aren't as strong as you said they were, like in the interview process, you know, it can be somewhat off-putting to someone if they're hiring you for that particular job. But yet if a woman were to come out and not have I Speak Mandarin on my CV, but they had four years of education or four years of of experience, they didn't want to over, um, uh, qualify themselves to, um, their future employer by putting that, which, I mean, it can either work to your advantage or it, it can lose you the opportunity to have a job. And, you know, I can, I can relate to that. Um, you know, for me, her talk was a very interesting talk. And I I, I do have to say, um, another person that really stuck out for me was Sarah Barrett, um, who's from Europe and who raised her kids 
um, to um, learn multiple languages through reading books, through games, through music, and other activities. And they might not be 100% fluent in all of their languages. They didn't feel like they were being forced to learn a language because of an academic reason or, you know, because their parents wanted them to. And the fact that the that Sarah had also thrown herself into the hodgepodge um, environment of learning um, the, you know, German and French and Spanish and Italian with her kids through story. And, you know, she might have not felt comfortable speaking, but being able to read to her son, for instance, because she was suffering from um, postpartum um, depression. Um, it, you know, she might have not felt close to her son on a physical, which she's mentioned in the talk. Um, and I thought that was brave to mention because not too many people would do that. Um, she was able to connect to him through story and song. And that shows the power of languages and learning languages that in spite of having a, a physical connection with someone, you can find a more natural approach to be able to um, connect with your child or your children when it comes down to learning a language. And I found that to be a very um, interesting talk for the most part. Um, I also found the theme of preservation, um, again, um, to be, um, important, you know, because last year was the year of the indigenous language and, um, Jessica and Elvin and their talk on the Katawa language, um, which comes from Peru in the, in the Andes. And the fact that people weren't able to really learn it because the government had oppressed it. They put it on the back burner they didn't see it as important like Spanish or French or English. And I, I found that to be interesting. I also found it to be interesting that, you know, Jessica was adopted at the age of three and you know later on in life she went and tried to find resources or people to help her learn the Catawba language and um that Elfin um had um also wanted to connect with her roots and 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 create a program where People can learn the language. And what really struck me about this particular talk was when Elfin contacted a family member um, in South America and and Belize and had um, and they sent her books so she can donate them to the library. And the library was 
somewhat resistant, but they took 10 of the books, you know, because they didn't have any for that particular language. And they, they utilized the rest of them to teach themselves the language and to create courses. And they've been doing this for about eight years now. Um, you know, that, that says something, you know, and that they're welcoming to all people to learn the language, not just people that are from the area of South America or has this language as a heritage language, even people that aren't connected to it. And I, I think that's wonderful. I, I think it's great. Um, you know, I've never heard of it before. And it was something that even I was, you know, really um, happy to hear about. Um, and I'm glad that they have a strong presence on social media to spread the word even more about the Katawa language. Um, um, I also was happy to see my good friend Angela Pagarella of Passion for Dreaming um, speak about her language learning experiences as well. Um, I really enjoyed her talk. Um, I I was really um, happy to know that she created a workbook to go along with her talk. So if anybody wanted to, they could um, they could you know answer the questions right along with with her, or they could replay it the talk and and do the questions later on. Um, you know, it goes to show that, yes, um, if you have a heritage language like Spanish because her mom's from Panama, her dad's from the U.S., you know, and you learn your language and you you have your ups and downs and you deal with all kinds of life learning situations, you know, that, you know, you can find the right resources to be able to complement your language learning style. And I, I love the fact that, you know, she used examples from her own life um, to illustrate that one can learn a language, you know, that not all the resources are going to be um, right for you. Yeah, that you can be someone that's a reader and a writer of a language or a physical person that loves learning by doing on a kinesthetic level or if you're like me, where, you know, your visual kinesthetic and audio um, at the same time. But I'm more like the immersive method immersion method for the most part um to me you know i could connect with that you know i found that my heritage languages were swahili and and irish even though i didn't think a while back that i would be connected to ireland at all but it come to find out i am and i've been pulling towards swahili since i was like 11 12 years old in arabic hindi um, Cantonese, um, French, Russian, and Italian. And some of these languages, you know, is, are because, you know, I'm passionate about them. I claim them as my languages, even though I don't have, um, a lot of, of heritage background. Um, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, connected to them on a global scale. And, 
you know, yes, you will have to find resources that connect with you. And so for me, um, I'm very happy to um, know that, you know, there's someone else out there that um, has, you know, connected with their heritage language as well and 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 uses it on a on a daily basis and has goals and aspirations to go to Poland and learn Polish, you know, so they can go and have a real pierogi in Poland. And I think that's awesome. Um, you know, I still want to walk the streets of France and Italy and Russia and go to the Middle East at some point. Um, you know, so for me, um, you know, I really could connect with, with what she was saying. Um, you know, even if you're like the only person in your family speaking those languages, um, you know, that that can go a long way in, in understanding more about who you are as a human being. And, um, you know, you should put yourself down because you didn't remember these sets of words this particular day or this phrase this day. As long as you're, you know, putting the time in, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 an hour, you, you can, you know, you will get to where you want to go. Make small goals. Um, you know, have a long-term plan as well. You know, drown out all the, all the noise and focus on you and what it is you want to achieve. Ignore all the haters. You know, a lot of it is just them. Um, and their own level of, you know, insecurity. You know, I enjoyed everything she had to say. And, um, you know, this um, set of speakers stood out to me. Um, There were a few others that spoke today. Um, And I enjoyed their talks. Um, So you still have time. We have one more day until Women in Language wraps up, and that's tomorrow on the 20th. So you can go to womeninlanguage.com, pay your $29. You'll be able to rewatch all the talks that you weren't able to get today, tomorrow, yesterday, and um, on Thursday. Um, it's, you know, you have access to them, you know, pretty much lifetime. And, um, you know... Thank you, Shannon, Kirsten, Lindsay, for putting this on. Um, you know, I've made some pretty interesting friends. Um, and, you know, um, I'm really enjoying the talks. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with others um, who enjoy language learning as much as I do. Um Remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the podcast. And I'll see you in the next episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. Salut tout le monde. Shukran Afwan. Saditi. Mesaname. Asanti sana. Kohari.